Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined by a man who had one hell of a Sunday night, because it's Captain Tits. That's right, Sills, and I'm having a celebratory Red Bull, damn it. That is right, because last night, JWF Re Resurrection was out, and let me tell you something, one of the biggest pay-per-views we've had in a long time, we saw Robert Hill retaining his title against Chuck Gibbons, Scotty Moore, besting Big Cyrus Crane, and what was a David versus Goliath match if I've ever seen one, and then, of course... Val Curry retaining her title versus the warrior princess, Ayana. Of course, Silza. <laughs> However, I think you're forgetting about my favorite moment of the night, and that is the crowning of our brand new tag team champions, the Roanoke Boys. That is right, besting bananas in pajamas in that steel cage match. And Tibbs, you know Danny Roanoke's happy, but for Hollywood Hulcher, that is a crowning moment. He has been working for months to finally claim gold here in JWF. And in what was it, a nearly a one-year anniversary of his first match in this company, he wins gold. And that is an achievement on behalf of Hollywood Hulcher. I have to say so, Sills. Very proud of him. Proud of the Roanoke boys. Happy that we have respectable tag team champions again. That is right. But speaking of the tag division, uh, we got to get into our power rankings. But Tibbs, it's so early in the year. I'm looking tag division, women's division. They, they almost seem irrelevant at this point. That is right, Sills. Unfortunately, due to time constraints, we've had to cut some matches. Even our, even our singles division men's brackets are pretty light. That is right, of course, coming in at number five in the singles division, Chuck Gibbons. One victory, one loss. Hollywood Hulcher, one big victory coming in there. The uh, the Dylan, a man who, let's not forget, has been undefeated for the longest time. But of course, we know brand new season. These scores get reset. Dylan's going to have to work his way back up with everybody else. But it looks like he's starting off really well. Absolutely, Silson. The Dylan, his uh, his last run last year, he you can't take that away from him. That is an achievement in itself. Honestly, Sills, that is something that makes a man Hall of Fame worthy within a single year. That is right. But following after him is the Jebeduk, another man who has been undefeated so far. But I, I mean, look at this. We've got four men who have been undefeated so far, not counting Robert Hill. We got Hollywood Hulcher. Tag Team Champion, the Dylan Jebeduk, and then, of course, number one in our power rankings, the Captain's Champion, Scotty Moore, with two victories, no losses to be found, but Hollywood's got him a belt. Scotty Moore's got himself a belt. There are two men who are undefeated right now who don't have those belts in the form of the Dylan and the Jebeduk, which is why in tonight's main event, one will go on and one will fall. One streak will be broken tonight and the other will become the number one contender to the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. And let me tell you something, Sills. I cannot wait to see this fantastic match for free. That is right. But for right now, Tibbs, I've been told you got an announcement regarding our next big pay-per-view, cash in the bag, and quite possibly a solution to these, uh, to these lacking ranking divisions. Absolutely, Sills. We're about to shake things up. Ladies and gentlemen of the JWF universe, 
we are getting ready for one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. Cash in the Bag! A show where anything can happen. A show that can create instant legends and instant champions if they play their cards right. And a show that this year is going to feature three cash in the bag ladder matches, baby! This is gonna be a car crash on top of an asteroid strike, on top of a mass extinction event! And it's all going to determine if you've got the right stuff to call yourself champion. And the first of these three cash in the bag matches will, of course, be for the JWF Championship's briefcase. It will feature six of the top superstars in the business, such as former JWF champion in his return match, Chuck Tibbs, taking on the likes of Big Cyrus Crane, Gazi, Papa Bliss, Chuck Gibbons, and whoever walks out of tonight's number one contenders match with a loss will be finding themselves walking straight into that sixth spot in the match. But now, on to the other two matches. One, of course, for the tag team briefcases, and one for the women's division's briefcase. And, uh, well, everybody, to be honest with you, hard to find superstars that are worthy of being in either of those matches. I mean, obviously, people like Ayana, who have taken our champions to their limit have earned their spots, but, uh, what about the rest? Well, I hate to say it, but our division's looking pretty weak this early in the year, and to be honest, well, that's my fault. I haven't been able to give these wrestlers the opportunities they need. Which is why, for the next five weeks, that's right, five weeks, count them, five weeks, the superstars of the JWF are going to be forced to battle it out with the superstars from JXT, our developmental division. And the winners, well, they get added to the ladder match, of course. But what about the losers, Tibbs? What is gonna happen to them? Well, the losers, you're gonna have to go crying home to your mamas and wait for next year, damn it. Now that series of matches is going to, is gonna start tonight. Right now, as Larceny Daniels takes on this JXC standout, Jackie Law. Well, ladies and gentlemen, an amazing announcement from Captain Tibbs. Looks like for the next five weeks, we've got brand warfare going on here live in the JWF as our superstars go toe-to-toe -to -toe with our developmental division. And right now, Larceny Daniels, Jackie Law. This is an amazing match to start out this series, Tibbs. Oh, thank you, Sills. It, it is the best solution for this problem to get all of these familiar faces out here and make sure they get in action and they have matches to prove themselves. That's right, you see Larceny Daniels and Jackie getting into the ring, getting ready for this match, squaring off with one another. Now, now Tibbs, interestingly enough, Jackie Law, Larceny Daniels, two complete opposite personalities, but they did happen to break into JXT at the same time, broke into developmental in the exact same episode. They have got quite the history with one, with one another. 
Absolutely, Sills, and you know that history is going to come into full force here in this match. These two opposite personalities, opposite styles, opposite everything, <laughs> different sides of the same coin, one would say. That's right, and that bell goes ding, and ooh, beautiful collar and elbow tie-up to start things off, but oh my god, look at that, Jackie Law immediately just wrenching in that headlock, and you can see Larceny Daniels, if there's one thing she don't like, it's being taken in by the law. Absolutely, Sills, we're gonna have to fight the law and make sure the law doesn't win. That's right, but now you can see Larceny backing her up into the ropes. Might be trying to shoot her off, use that momentum to force Jackie to release the headlock. But oh my god, look at that. Jackie not letting it happen, stopping the momentum, keeping that headlock cinched in it. And that is a wise move. Larceny Daniels is someone you want to keep grounded. She, can, she has those fast-paced break, breakneck style, keeping her grounded. Keep those fists from flying. And still, there is nobody better to keep someone grounded than Jackie Law and her hard-hitting style. That's right, but wait a minute. Look at this. Larceny finally being able to get back to her feet. And, oh, just drops Jackie with a vicious backbreaker. And it looks like that is finally enough to force Jackie Law to release that headlock. You see Larceny pulling her back to her feet before, oh, managing to nail a beautiful drop kick out of the ring before bouncing off the ropes. And, oh, my God. Went for the tope caught hero, but Jackie managing to catch her out of midair before power bombing her down onto that barricade. And Tibbs, you know that had to have done a number on the spine of Larceny Daniels. Of course, Sills, and you've got to admire the strength of Jackie Law in that situation. It takes a lot of strength and stability to catch somebody out of midair as they're flying. That's right, you see Jackie finally getting things back into the ring, and, and Tips, you know, look at that face. Jackie Law's been waiting for a moment like this. The woman has spent her whole career in developmental, climbing that mountain, and right now if she can cash her ticket to cash in the bag, this could be it. And it looks like she's going for it right now, setting up for that Kira Fuda clutch maneuver that she likes to call Law and Order. But no, Larceny, Larceny reverses, and she's got her for the dip. That beautiful cutter straight in the center of the ring. Oh, but Tibbs, it looks like she is not done going to that top rope for that big senton bomb that she likes to use. But, oh, unfortunately, Jackie getting back to her feet at the last minute, preventing the ascent to the top. And now they are just battling it out on that top turnbuckle. But, tip, tip, Tibbs, what's Jackie doing? What, what's she got in her hand? Holy shit, Sills, are those handcuffs? Jackie Law has got handcuffs. And look at this. She's trying to handcuff Larceny to the ropes. But no, Larceny fights back. Larceny fights back. And oh, Tibbs, look at this. She's got the handcuffs free. And wait, wait, what the hell is Larceny thinking? She is handcuffing herself to Jackie Law. Both of these competitors are now handcuffed together. And Daniel's taking advantage, whipping her down with an arm drag. Then a short arm clothesline. Then another. And now she is just stomping away on the body of Jackie Law. And look at this. Jackie, nowhere to go. She is handcuffed to her own opponent. I don't know if this is legal, Sills, but it's a damn interesting way to go into the end game of a match right now. I don't know if you're helping or hurting yourself more by cuffing yourself to your opponent. 
I don't know, but it looks like Larceny looking to finish things off here. She hit one earlier in the match, but now she looks even more poised and ready to deliver a second dip. But no, Jackie ducks behind. Jackie's ducked behind, and she's locked it in. She's locked her up. Law and order. Tim's that metal handcuff chain is just wrapped around the neck of Larceny Daniels, and you can see Daniels is fading. Absolutely, Sills. You can't keep up to that so much it's cutting off all the oxygen to her brain. She's going to pass out soon. That's right. You see Jackie falling to the earth, trying to hook in those legs, really cinch this in. But no, Larceny floats over, floats over. She's got her pinned to the back. One, two, three. And Tibbs, just like that, Larceny Daniels coming out victorious, reversing that law and order into a roll-up. But you got to think, a clever move on the part of Larceny Daniels. Those handcuffs were preventing Jackie from being able to kick out. That was a wise move from that young veteran, Larceny Daniel. I have to agree, Sills. That, that is an amazing uh, bout of quick thinking. Shows you how clever Larceny Daniels is to turn uh, what was obviously a losing effort into a win. That is right, but speaking about clever competitors, why don't we talk about the man who's about to be interviewed in the back in just a few short seconds, Chuck Tibbs, a two-time JWF World Heavyweight Champion, a former Captain's Champion. Chuck Tibbs has done just about everything there is, and of course, we remember last year, he won the Cash in the Bag briefcase, cashed it in the very same night, and managed to become champion just that quickly. Absolutely, Sills, and here he is, uh, going to attempt it again, and I couldn't be prouder of my son. But I, I think, Sills, that he's he's got a little bit of a problem with all of his championship reigns so far. He hasn't had the one that he's really, really wanted up until this point, and he's trying to capture it again. That's right. I mean, of course, earlier this year, we thought that reign was coming, but it was put to a very abrupt end at Wrestlepalooza by Robert Hill, who, let's not forget, set a Wrestlepalooza record, pinning your son in less than a minute to win the championship. And you know that had to have developed some sort of chip on the shoulder of Chuck Tips. Yes, yeah, Sills, I can tell you, it has weighed heavily on him. That is right. But hey, let's quit our gab and why don't we hear what Chuck Tibbs has to say. So why don't we go down to one of our top interviewers with Chuck Tibbs. Hello everybody, Honey Potvick Better Call Saul here with the man making his return to the JWF after his devastating loss at Wrestlepalooza, Chuck Tibbs. Now Chuck, as announced earlier tonight, your father has placed you in the cash-in-the-bag ladder match for a second year. How do you respond to this amazing opportunity? Well, you know, Honeypot, to be honest with you, I'm pissed off. You see, last year, my father placed me in that ladder match after a, a lengthy absence. And I went on to win the whole damn thing and cash in the very same night to become JWF champion. But here we are, over a year later, and I find myself in the exact same position. Fighting from the bottom to get back to the top. As if my entire championship reign earlier this year, last year, all of it meant nothing. And I don't have anyone to blame for it other than myself, really. I went into Wrestlepalooza just about as arrogant 
and cocky of a champion readying to defend their title, already thinking about moving on to the next day and the next day. But really, that's the thing that I learned about holding a championship. Well, it's that there are no guarantees. You could have it today, it could be gone tomorrow. There is no promise of tomorrow as JWF champion in this company. And Robert Hill taught me that lesson pretty damn quickly when he pinned me in less than a minute to win that championship. Yeah. But uh, I also know that there's no greater lesson in humility than having that cash in the bag briefcase brought down upon you and ending your reign sooner than you'd like. So in just a few weeks in Cash in the Bag, I aim to do exactly what I did one year ago. Climb that ladder, pull the briefcase down, and show Robert Hill exactly what he showed me. That there are no guarantees when you're a champion, and that everything can change with the snap of my fingers. Well, Tim, seems like a... Chuck Tibbs is coming back, and he is coming back to fight in that ladder match. And, of course, you know he's battle-tested. He's been in that match before. He's been successful. But, I mean, based on the card of people you announced earlier today, it's going to be a tough climb for Chuck. I have to say that, Sills, it's going to be an uphill battle. It is definitely going to be. Uh, it's not going to be easy, let me tell you that. But Chuck... He is so experienced now, and he is one of the best of the best. And if there's anybody that could overcome a challenge like that, it's my son, Chuck Tips. That's right, but let's not forget the last man in that match will be decided in our final match tonight. And you know, usually uh, these matches are who wins gets put in the ladder match. These two men in our main event are so damn good that the one who loses is getting put in the ladder match. The winner is getting sent straight to the front of the line to face Robert Hill. Absolutely, Sills. And I think both of these guys are well qualified to take the battle to Robert Hill because it is none other than the family favorite, the Jebeduk, versus the undefeated Dylan. That's right, unpinned and unsubmitted, the lord of the smart side, the Dylan. And what is his first match in a long time? And that bell goes dinging. But look at this, both of these men just circling each other. I think both of them just trying to get a get a feel of what their opponents are like. And Tibbs, you know, I gotta say, it's difficult to make the Dylan look small. The man is a giant, but Jebeduk is just towering over it. Absolutely, Sylvia. I wonder if that's a little intimidating to the Dylan, or if he just sees it as a bigger obstacle that he wants to break. Well, it looks like Jebaduk's starting things off with a collar and elbow tie-up, and this is where I'm going to get worried when it comes to Jeb. Like we said, he certainly has the size advantage, but when it comes to a technical game, Dylan's going to win every time, and oh, showing it by just locking on that big hammer lock, wrenching away on the arm of the Jebaduk before, oh my god, offering up a massive shot to the back of the head. Dylan, Dylan may be playing with the Jebaduk in this early game. That is true, Sills. It looks like the Dylan's trying to get a get a bit of a bead on the Jebeduk. See how he can break through his style and what it takes to win. 
Well, it looks like Jebedook not appreciating that shot. Oh, went for the shotgun splash, but Dylan avoids it. But oh my God, look at that. Jebedook hitting the ropes and using that momentum to come back with a massive clothesline. And Jebedook finally getting the Dylan down. The big man now just needs a moment to capitalize. And oh, those big kicks to the ribs may just do that right now. Now, Tibbs, I got to ask you, in a match like this, I usually give all the advantages in the world to the Dylan. He's a man who's been around the block longer. He's done more, but also you got to give credit to a guy like Jebedook. He came on the scene like a house of fire, and right now he's got so much momentum behind him that if you were the Dylan, what would you do in this match against a guy like Jebedook? Well, Sills, that is what that is a hard question to answer because of the Jebedook style. He is one of the hardest people to predict in the ring today. He could go through so many different combinations. And that's what the Dylan loves. The Dylan loves knowing what to expect from his opponents. He can get a bead on just about anybody you put him in the ring with. But the Jebedook, the Jebedook's enough of an enigma that I think he can overcome the Dylan. That's right, but now you can see Jeb trying to pick Dylan up. But wait a minute, wait a minute, Dylan. Dylan's got him by the arm. He's got Jebedook by the arm, wrestling him down to the mat. And it looks like Dylan looking for the vice, that Anaconda vice maneuver that has won him so many matches in the past. But what the hell? Look at that, Jebedook bridging up into that crab walk. And, and Dylan just looked like he saw a ghost, Tibbs. See, Sills, that's one of those things. I was, I'm sure as shit, not expecting the Jebedook to do that. Not to break the Dylan's concentration in that way. Uh, and you can see Dylan getting back to his feet. <laughs> and oh my God, with a vicious kick to the ribs of the Jebedook. And that crab walking, that, that might have just broke a rib. Dylan is just said, hey, if you want to play mind games, I'm going to play foot games. <laughs> Well, Sills, that is one way to defeat the crab walk, and I don't know if I've ever seen something like that before. And now you can see Dylan after that vicious punt to the ribs, getting Jebedook back to his feet before picking him up for on his shoulders for a little total destruction. That vicious neck breaker falling into the pinfall is the Dylan one. Two, ooh, Jeb barely kicking out of total destruction. And Tibbs, this is where you got to worry about the Dylan's composure. He knows Jeb just kicked out of one of his biggest moves. And Dylan would get furious in the past when it came to something like that happening. But right now, he's got to keep his calm. Absolutely, Sills. Somebody just countered one of the Dylan's most effective maneuvers. But you can't get angry about it. You're going to have to find another way around. That's right, but unfortunately, it looks like Dylan has got that fury growing and ooh, went for another kick to the ribs, but look at that. Jeb rolling out of the ring. I don't know if he's trying to take a breather or just distract the Dylan, but it looks like it, it worked as the Dylan giving chase and oh, Jeb just rushing him with that shotgun splash and both men, both men went through the barricade tips. Both men are just laying in our audience and they are not moving. Not at all, Sills. They've been knocked out cold. I don't know what's going to happen if both of these men get counted out. That's right. A splash through a barricade. Both of those heads hitting concrete. That cannot feel good. You can see our referee, Shibata, now at a count of five. And it looks like our referee not, not put off by the idea of ending this by a count out. And you can see Jebedook crawling out of the rubble. Shibata at a count of six. Jebedook finally getting back into the ring. And look at this. Dylan is just now stirring. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it as Shibata reaches a count of seven. I don't know, Sills. It's going to be a photo finish. 
Uh-huh, you can see Jebedook climbing up onto that turnbuckle, celebrating his win as Shibata counts nine, but it looks like that celebration may be premature as Dylan just gets back up on the apron at the last minute, crawling into the ring, and it looks like finally Jeb turns around, and now I think Jeb's the one seeing ghosts. Absolutely, Sills. I don't think Jeb expected Dylan to get up from that, but now he's got another angry specter to deal with. That's right, and you see Jeb trying to go for that shotgun splash, but oh, just gets clocked with the D trigger. That big running knee, but it looks like Jebedook doesn't go down. He's still on his feet. Oh, second D trigger, but once again, Jeb staying on his feet. What is it going to take to get this big redwood down? I don't know, Sills, maybe three times the charm. That's right, Dylan backs up for it, bounces off the ropes, but no, no, Jeb dodges, Jeb dodges, and he's got him, setting him up for the Duke Oh, world. No, Dylan at the very last minute turns the Duke world into a beautiful STO, and he's got Jebedook grounded, he's got him grounded, and he's locked him in the vice. The Jebedook, center of the ring, locked in the Anaconda vice, and Tibbs, he has fought hard, but just right there, forced to tap out. And once again, another victim falls prey to the Anaconda vice. That is right, Sills, and it looks to me like we've got us a number one contender and the sixth spot in the JWF Championship cash in the bag match. That is right, but I mean, Tibbs, Dylan made a proclamation a couple of weeks ago. There are only two men in this company right now who are unpinned and unsubmitted, one being the Dylan, the other being Robert Hill, which means that cash in the bag this dream match who will win? The immovable force, the unstoppable object, a pin or submission. Who will get it at Cash in the Back? I don't know, Sills, but let me tell you, something's got to give. That is right, but until Cash in the Bag, we've got some more JWF Ignition action coming to you live next week in another qualifying match for the Women's Cash in the Bag ladder match. We've got Emily Ireland, the former JXT Women's Champion, taking on another JXT Women's Champion in the form of Janie Hooves. And Tibbs, you know that is going to be a can't-miss match. Of course, Sills, we're going to get into the real meat of these competitions here in the coming weeks. That's right. In addition, our first qualifying match for the tag team ladder match happens next week when the former champions, Bananas in Pajamas, take on these newcomers from JXT in the form of the Black Death, the team of Bacula and Uncle Muerto. An interesting team up, to say the least. Absolutely, Sills. We're going to be bringing people from far and wide here into this competition. That is right, but until next time, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS or pick up merchandise for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. One day, maybe vape juice. That is right, Tibbs, but until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.